Recording in progress. Okay, so um, as we said yesterday, the learning should be Lizech uh, all those that were uh, killed, all those that are out there to, to bring them home and the food and protection of the soldiers, and Moshe uh, Benachon Alevi, and the standard ones that, are, that we do every day. So we're up to Daf Samuch Hey Ahmed Beis. Uh, five lines from the five words from the bottom. So just to review what we're talking about in general, in Eid Echad does not have uh, is not does not have nemanis when it comes to when it comes to requiring a carbon. But we had two halachas. One is that if an Eid Echad goes over to you and says that you ate chaylev and you're quiet, so shtika so his testimony with your quiet, you have a carbon. Then a second statement. An Eid Echad comes and says, your taharas are tame, and you can't uh, eat them in a state of tahara, and you're quiet, we believe him, and you have to treat it that way. And now the third statement. Amr Abaya, Amr Eid Echad, one Eid says, Sharcha Nirva, one Eid says that your, uh, your Shar uh, was with a human being. Sharcha Nirva, and therefore, but it's okay, what does it matter? So it can't be, it can't be, uh, I'm sorry? It's not fit for a carbon. It's not fit for a carbon. Meaning, he's saying, Sharcha Nirva, and if you ever want to make this a carbon, you're not able to. Okay. And that person's quiet. It's the basic thing over and over again, and that is you have an Eid Echad with the other person being quiet. We assume his silence is acceptance. Shtika Ka'ida, and we accept it. Vitanatuna. Well, the Gemara is going to explain that when someone makes an accusation against you that affects halacha, it affects your ability to use certain items, you better respond. Uh, quiet uh, is not an option. You know, I guess, I guess, listen, there is a concept of like, what do I have to answer you for? But if the guy is accusing, you're saying your animal is possible for a carbon, and you ever want to use it as a carbon, you got to speak up. So, the tuna, and I have a brisa that backs it up that if you're quiet in such a scenario, shtika kahida, because what does the brisa say? Shenev de the brisa is listing animals that are not fit for a carbon, and one of them is that it was a, it was an, a person lived with it. So, it's an evdebe and avera. The shehemis, or it killed a person. Now, how do you know that this happens? It says the brisa, api edechod, api bailam, either based on one witness or based on the owner's admission. Now, so the question is, what's the case? I understand the owner's admission. The owner comes forward and says, my animal didn't have error, so you can't use it as a karma. But what does it mean that in Eid what's the scenario? Meaning, think about it. The Eid says that your animal, uh, you know, uh, lived with a person, or a person lived with an animal. So it's possible karma. So he said he's Naman. Well, what's the case? If you're fighting against him, he's not Naman. If you verbally agree with him, that's Apibailam. I already have api bailam in the brisa. So what's the scenario where it's api edim, api edachad? It must be the edachad says your animal did this and you're quiet. Because again, it can't be you fight against him. Because if you fight against him, you beat him. It can't be that you're verbally agreeing with him. Because then that's not api edachad. That's api bailam. It must be api edachad where the edachad said this and you're quiet. <coughs> so you see, that the owner being quiet is shtika kehoida. The Gemara says. It must be that the 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 bailim are quiet, and you see shtika And the basic premise of all these three scenarios is that the owner being quiet is not. There's two ways to look at it. You could say that he's agreeing with him, or you could say sort of my father was alluding to this. Maybe he's quiet because he's just like, what do I have to talk to you? Like whatever, I'm not going to start fighting with this guy. 
So you see from this sugya that the owner being quiet is shtika kahida. Now the question is, why do you need all three cases? They're all basically telling you the same thing. So you have the first case, which is yuet chaylev, the second case of your taharis or tame, and the third case is that your animal uh, is puzzle for a carbon. So, and one need all three cases. So the Gemara is going to explain how each case, you being quiet, is a bigger chiddush. I'll sort of say it outside. The first, I'll say it outside, I'll say it outside. The first case, when someone says you ate chaylev, he's making a direct accusation against you. You being quiet, that's something. Because you should really speak up. See, the second case, you told, you told me that my taharis are tame. Yeah? So what does that mean for me? It means I could eat them only when I'm tame. So you're basically saying, not that I have to throw them out, but you're basically saying these food items can only be used 40% of the time. So I'm quiet. Now, I could look at that being quiet as like, listen, what am I going to fight with this guy for? It's not like, I'm going to start fighting and saying like, you know, what, like, it's not even such a big deal. Like, the, the, you know, the, there's a svara to say that I'm not going to fight with someone. First of all, I don't think he's telling the truth. But even if he's lying, I'm going to start fighting with him when it's not a big deal anyway. So I'll just probably, even, even from his accusation, I'll just eat in a state of tahara. It's not, the, it's not a big deal. So maybe the reason why the guy didn't fight back is not because he says to himself like, I'm going to start fighting this guy because so he's telling me I can only eat my taharis when I'm Tomei, which is half the month I'm Tomei, half the month I'm Tahar. So, okay, fine. So I'll eat it when I'm, I'm Tomei. Make the guy crazy. I'll, I'll avoid this guy. Sometimes it's not worth the fight. And the last one is the biggest chiddush. Because I'm telling you, your animal is possible for a carbon. What's the likelihood that you're going to make that animal a carbon? 10%. It's not like it's a carbon now. I just go over to Gavin and say, hey, you know, one of your animals in your flock, it's, it's puzzle for a carbon. So maybe the fact that he's quiet is not because he agrees with me, because he's like, I'm going to start fighting with this guy. 90% chance I'm not going to make it a carbon anyways. It's a moot point. So we start fighting with this guy <coughs> and saying, you're a lawyer, and how, how do you know? And, eh. so, that, that's, so it's like less chiddish, bigger chiddish, biggest chiddish, that again, the being quiet is an admission, because you could see that as it's getting less likely to be a halachic problem, you could see someone saying, well, it's not worth the headache of fighting with the guy. That's the chiddush of the Gemara. Tzricha. I need all three cases. Because if you only had the first case where the guy accused him of eating chaylev, he loved the kimpel benashe david, chulum bazarlev amaisi. Listen, the guy's going to bring a carbon. The guy ends up bringing a carbon for this. If, if he wasn't telling the truth, he wouldn't bring a carbon if it wasn't necessary. Meaning, the, the guy should have uh, spoke up. And the fact that he didn't is an admission of guilt. But in the second case, where the guy says, your tahar foods became tamay, maybe the reason why he's quiet is not admission of guilt. Perhaps the reason why he's quiet is not an admission. He's going to say, I'm going to fight with this guy. So I'll just eat it when I'm tamay anyway. So avoid uh, you know, making the guy crazy. So maybe the reason why I'm doing this is not admission of guilt. He's just saying, it's not the end of the world anyway. We're going to start fighting this guy because he tells me I could only eat it 60% of the month and not 100 yeah, No, no, no. So therefore, the quiet is not a mission of guilt. Perhaps it's it's just avoiding confrontation when it's unnecessary. The last case, Now, if I only had the second case, I'd say, listen, you got to speak up. He's telling you, according to his accusations, you can't eat it when you're Tahar. That's something. At least it's 40% of the month, 50%, whatever it is. But the last case, where he says that your animal is possible for a carbon... Perhaps the reason why he's quiet is because he says to himself, what's the likelihood? I'm going to make this a carbon anyway, so I'm going to start fighting with this guy when it's not relevant. 
So maybe his quiet, his shtika is not kahaydag. Tzricha, kamash malon, it is. Okay. Ibai lavakasha. Okay, this is a big sugya that's going to take us to the next Avid. It's interesting. Maisa in this Gemara. Big sugya is as follows. Ibai lavakasha. Yeah. A guy comes forward. I talked about this yesterday a little bit. A guy comes forward and he says, You know, your wife committed adultery. He's the only one who knows. It's an Eid Echad. The question is, Do you have to believe him? Now, let me explain this. This is important. If you do believe the guy, let's say, forget about it, you believe him, like in your heart, you believe him, then it's a problem. Um, then that's a problem. According to Rishonim, it's working fundamentals of Shavya Nasha If you believe that your wife committed adultery, not that you have to, but once you do believe it, th- then it creates halachi problems. Because from your perspective, she did something that ends in the marriage. So you're not allowed to be with her anymore. But that's sort of your choice. Yeah? So let's go through the three extremes. You just, for whatever reason, believe with 100% emuna that she did this. That's a problem. That's one extreme. Two witnesses come forward and says, we saw her commit adultery. You're like, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter. Two witnesses, two witnesses. Here's the kasha. One witness comes forward. Believe him or not. Is one witness enough? Is one witness enough? So Tysus asks a very obvious question, which is, I thought we passed in, I thought you always need two. Again, if you believe the guy, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about is one witness enough on his own. So if you look at Taisus, the second, the first Taisus, Amar Abaya, he he tame a second, one second. Um, it's really in the next Taisus, and it's more of a, it's more of an agavdik. If you look in the next Taisus, the 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 basic shita is it's an eid echad with shtika kahayda. So it's not. So the question is: We know that you need two aid. Them. The question is: I have one aid, and then you're quiet. Is that enough? That's the Gemara's kasha. So that's the sugi over here. If you have one aid who says your wife committed adultery and you're shaisik, so do we say one aid with shtika kaida makes it the marriage is off, or you say no, you need two aid? Them. Well, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. The, the, the difference is over here it's an erva. Over there it's more isurim. Because it's an animal, so it's not ever. So that, that's the that's the Gemara's kasha. So you, you you have one aide who says that she committed adultery, so the marriage is off. You have to divorce her. And your shaisik. Do we say one aide with shaisik is equal to two aid? That's the Gemara's kasha. Or do you say no? You don't have to believe her. If you believe her, that's a different story, but you don't have to. So it's a machlaikas. You have one witness that says that the husband, uh, your wife committed adultery, and the husband is also quiet. So you have Eid Echad and Shtika Gaida. Mahu, what is the halacha? Does this marriage have to be over? So, Amr Abaya Neman. Abaya says, yes. That's it. Meaning, according to Abaya, you either need two witnesses or one witness in Shtika Gaida. Rava says no. And this is how we pass in. We pass in like Rava. Rava, Amr, Eino Neman. Rabbi says there's no such thing as a Dabbish Erva lesson to. Again, as we'll see in a moment, if you believe the guy, then it's other problems, but that's not Mitzad Eidus, that's Mitzad Shavi Anavsha Chaticha Isura. A person could just make something also to himself. But Rabbi's point is without two witnesses, you do not have to believe them. 
I don't care if you're shaisik, it doesn't matter. You need to. Okay. So, Amr Abaya, Minah Aminullah. How do I know? And now it could be you need some raglayim ladover to make your uh, nether like work a little bit better, but yeah, you have to have, might have you might according to some rishonim you might have to have some reason to believe that. Let's say you have a reason in your head. It, it uh, it's not proven to be uh, accurate, but in your head you have a conspiracy. You think that they're putting chazer in the in the thing, right. even though the mashkiach says it's not true. Yeah, that's also to you, to you, but not to anyone else. Yeah, because of another. Shavia and Avshech Hatichet Dusur. You can make anything also to you. Yeah. To you, it's also. Mitzad Nedarim. So, Amr Abayah Minah Aminola. How do I know that one witness is enough to answer a marriage? So, Dehu Samya Dabesmader Masnis and Kamei Demashmul. There was a blind person who used to learn. Uh, he used to repeat the text in front of Mashmul. So, it was a blind person. One day he was late and he didn't come to Beis Medrash. So Shmuel sent a messenger to find him. Now, so basically they missed each other. The blind person had left his house and was going to the Beis Medrash. He was going from the Beis Medrash to the blind person's house, but they went on different roads. So the guy shows up to the blind person's house when the blind person's wife expects no one to be there. Because the husband just left base Medrash for the week. She didn't realize that someone would be showing up to look for him. She sent, the blind person left to the base Medrash, and at the same time, Shmuel sent someone to go to the blind person's house to go get him. But they went on different roads. So he shows up at her house when she expects no one being there. And uh, she's supposedly committing adultery at the time. So... When the shliach comes to the blind person's house and he doesn't find him there, he says to the blind person, I saw your wife was committing adultery when I, when I got there. So, so they asked Shmuel, what's the halacha? He says, If you trust the shliach and the marriage, and if not, not. Now, what does it mean to trust? Now, there's two approaches. I'll say them outside and we'll see it inside. There's two different options of what does it mean trust. Trust could mean, is another way of saying, is he a kosher aid? Trust meaning, is he a ganef? Is he a gazlin? Is he a trustworthy guy? He's a kosher aid? If he's a kosher aid, aid echad's enough. That would be a proof, aid echad's enough. The response to get out of this is to say, no, really aid echad's not enough. But Shmuel is saying, do you trust him? Meaning, not is he a kosher aid? Do you believe his story? Because as I said before, if you believe his story, then you have to end the marriage even though... Mitzad nidarim, mitzad, you know, even if there's no, you don't have to believe the story, but if you personally believe the story. So when Shmuel said, do you trust the guy? Did he mean, is he a kosher aid? Because if he's a kosher aid, then eid echad, shtika is enough. The, that's a bias proof. Rav will respond, no, when he said, do you trust him? He doesn't mean, is he a kosher aid? He's saying like this, eid echad's not enough. Unless you believe it. You believe it? Like that's... That could be. So the Gemara says, "My love, imehim alach dalav agazlano." Abaya says, "Is Shmuel not saying? Do you trust the meaning? Is he a is he a apostle? Apostle? Is he a kosher? If he's a kosher, eight eight echad shtika kaidah. That's it." The Rava responds, "Imehim lachivei trei zilavke v'loy loy tavke." Do you believe him like he's two people? Rava's point is no. Eight echad is not enough. But Shmuel is now telling you a new concept, which is although eight echad is not enough, if you believe this story then from your perspective it happened, then it works 
I don't know in the words in Nedarim, Shabi Nashachati Chadisur, there's such a concept that if you believe it, then you, you shouldn't be with such a woman. Not that you have to believe it, but if you do believe it. Okay. Amr Abayah, So now Abayah is going to prove this from a very lengthy story that this part of the story seems like completely irrelevant, but just I'll point out where in the story this is. So Abayah is like this. How do I know that Eid Echad is believed? Titania. Yanei was a very bad person, and this is the this is his uh, not origin story because he was already kind of bad, but this is where he really became bad. Yanei killed all the rabbanim, all of them except for Shimon ben Shetach. That's because of his uh, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. His he wanted to kill Shimon ben Shetach, but his <coughs> wife Shimon's sister saved him, hid him, and saved him. But you can imagine it's it's sort of like. A little bit what we go through now, what we've gone through the past week, it's sort of like, can you imagine like what that world was like when all the Rabbanim were killed? Like, we don't think in these terms because we never thought in like these type of terms before. But now, like, think about it. So, so he says like this: Detanya, Ma'isa Yanai was a king. Um, he was a Kayan also, by the way. He was he was from he was a Kayan. He was also a king, which was already not not good. That he forced himself to be king, but the story goes the Yanei Amelach Shahalach lekuchila shebemidbar. He went to a certain area in the desert, the Kiva Shamshishim Krachim, and he had a war, and he conquered sixty cities. So he comes back with a victorious war. Becharazay has hameach simcha gedayla on his way back. He wants to celebrate. He, he won the war. Kara lechol chach meisrael. So he gathers all the rabbanim together. Amalemi said, "Avisei nu hayu oichem maluchim bizmanshi yisugim bini beis amigdash." Our fathers used to eat maluchim. Maluchim was a type of herb. Okay, they used to. It was, I guess, for poor people. So he said they used to eat that herb when they built the beis amigdash. Afanu noichem maluchim zeichel avisei nu. We should have a meal, a chash of a meal. We should eat the like you know. At this part of the story, I'm sure like hashkafically is an element. I'm not sure exactly what the meaning of this part is, but he said, let's have a meal to celebrate it, but we'll eat the old herbs that we used to eat. And they serve maluchim on tables of gold. And they ate it. Okay, fine. Yeah, but I'm saying he's serving poor herbs on a golden table. Okay. He's a little erratic. Anyway. Now at this meal, you have all the Rabbanim, and you have this one guy... Ish leitz lev ra'ublial, a kaifer, an evil man, okay, and a non-believer. And what's his name? Eliezer ben Puirishmai. This evil person names Eliezer ben Puira. So this person says to Yanei Amelach, he says, you know the rabbis don't like you. He says this at the meal. He says these rabbis don't don't really they're not really happy for you. So, Yanai says, Yanai said, what do I do? You know, how do I know? So, he says, <coughs> so He says, you know, you're a king, which you really shouldn't be. He says, but you're a kayan. Make yourself a kayan gadol. They'll tell you if they really respect you then. See if they're happy that you're a kayan gadol. Kayan gadol, right? So, make yourself a kayan gadol, and we'll see how the rabbis respond to you. We'll see how they, how they actually feel about you. He wasn't worthy of being kayan gadol. So he he just he told the rabbis at the meal, I'm the new Kayan Gadol. There was an older person there, Yehuda ben Gedidia Shemay, and his name was Yehuda ben Gedidia. Yehuda ben Gedidia said to Yanei Melech, Yanei Melech, Rav Lech Keser Melchus, isn't enough that you're king? You need to be Kayan Gadol too. And he objected to him being Kayan Gadol. Okay. 
Hanachol Kesem Meluchol is Arishal Aaron. Leave the Kain Gadol for the for the real Kahanim. You're already king. That's enough. Now, why did he object? He didn't just object. I thought Yana is a king. Uh, Yana is a Kayan. So why why can't he be? He said you should leave the Kayan Gadol for the real Kahanim. What does it mean? Because people had said that his mom was captured before she gave birth to him. Now, if she got captured, we assume that God forbid she was with the captors who are Gayim, which means she's Pasal Kahuna. She's Pasal Kahuna, that means the children are not Kahanim, the Chalol. So the, basically, because there was a question of his Kahanic lineage, he said, maybe let someone else be kind. Okay. So that's, by the way, this is the point. This is the point of the story. He's trying to pass, he's trying to, I don't know, this is chaos anyway. A king who's a Russia who wants to be a Kain Gadol when he's not worthy of being Kain Gadol. So anyway, so he said, you shouldn't be a Kain Gadol because there was a question of your mom's lineage. But... At the end of the day, they looked into it and they could not find out whether it was true. Turned out it was a false uh, accusation. Okay, fine. But that, that's okay. So that was the, the case. They looked into it. It turned out it was a false accusation. <coughs> Turns out the, they they didn't blow up the hospital. Right? It was false accusations. And um, but at the end of the day, but Yana was already uh, enraged. Because he did not like that they were uh, questioning his uh, worthy of being Kaingadlumis. Now, just to end the story, but we'll come back to this point of why did they originally think that his mom, that, that he is Puzzle for Kahuna, and why did they say that he is Kasha for Kahuna? But let's, let's just finish off the story. That's, if they talk that way about a regular guy, you're the Melch and Kaingadlum, and they're questioning you. You're going to let them talk like that to you? So he says, "Kahu dincha." So this is what the this is how they this is your judgment. This is how they talk about you. So Yana says, "Yana said, what do you want me to do?" So Eliezer said, "Imatashimel atzasi roimsim, kill them, kill all the rabbis." Okay. So Yana said, "Tara matelah." What about the Torah? We're going to be with Torah. Kill all the rabbis. What's going to be with Torah? So he says. So Eliezer responded, "Hey, kruchu menachas bekeren zavis kol right to There's a scroll. There's a Torah scroll. Let anyone who wants to read learn it. What are the rabbis for? The Torah is written down. Go learn it. They'll have all the rabbis. Now, Amr Rachma Yitzchak, Miyah Nizikabay Apikarsis. Apikarsis went into Yana's mind because he should have responded. Yana should have responded. Even with your svar of killing the rabbis, won't destroy Torah because other people will learn in the future. That's only true for the written Torah. The oral Torah wasn't written down. You lose the oral Torah. That's, that's, you, can't, you can't just figure that out. So that's why it was apikarsis. Okay. The evil came out of Elizabeth. And they killed, they executed all the Rabbanim. And the world was empty of Torah knowledge. Until Shem Ben Shetach came and returned the crown back and brought the Torah back. Okay. So now let's, that's, that's, that, that's the story. So the question is, why originally did they say that Yana is Puzzle for Kahuna, and then they said he's Kashal for Kahuna? What, what was the change? Like what, what, was, what was the Taina originally, and then what changed? Hechidami, what happened? Amri Ishtaboy. Now again, why do we say, again, we, we said that originally he's Puzzle Kahuna because we said there was an accusation that his mom was taken captive before he gave birth. 
So what's the case? If there's two witnesses that says that they saw her taken captive, and then, so therefore we thought that, so two witnesses say she was taken captive, so we thought she's Pasal Kuna. So why do we say, why do we change our mind? Because in two second witnesses, Reuben and Shimon says that she was taken captive, Pasal Kuna. Then Shimon and Levi, uh, and Levi and Yehuda come and say, no, she wasn't. The question is, if you have two against two, why are you listening to the lenient one go with the strict one? Right? If the first two witnesses say that she's Pasal Kuna, and that's why you thought she was Pasal Kuna, but then two more witnesses come and say, she's not Pasal Kuna, so we're going to listen to the second set of two. Why listen to the second set of two more than the first set of two? The Gemara says, Why would we change our mind based on that? It must be, it was one witness. Meaning, one witness came forward and said that she was captured in Pasal Kuna. Boom. We listened to them. Notice. We listened to Ineid Echad. And then what happened? Another witness came forward and disagreed. So now it's one against one. They cancel each other out. But had they not canceled each other out, we would listen to Eid Echad. This is a proof to Abaya that an Eid Echad is Neman if, the, if there's Shtika Kaida. And the only reason why we retracted our view was because the, another witness came forward, but had the second single witness came forward, not come forward, it would just be a single witness saying that she's Pasakuna, we would believe it. So you see, Eid Echad is something even by our eyes. That's the Gemara's response. So the Gemara has a couple of answers. No. Okay, we're trying to figure out what, what originally was the story and why they retract their view. We said it can't be that two said she's Pasakuna and then two said she's not Pasakuna, because then why would we why would we retract our view? What it goes strict. The answer is it's a single witness that she's Pasakuna, we believe a single witness. Proof proof. Then another witness come forward and said, No, so they cancel each other out. But had they not had that not happened, we would have just listened to one witness. I guess there's Shtika also. You'd have to say you'd have to interpret that there was Shtika as well. I don't know. That's a, that. I, I guess I don't, that's what you have to say. I guess that's what you have to say. I guess she was quiet. That's what you have to say. According to Tysus, you'd have to interpret the Ushtika as well. So Gemara says, no. The case is as follows. It's not a case of a single witness. It's not related to our Sugi at all. It's two witnesses. Reuben and Shimon say they saw her taken captive on Monday morning in New York. Then Levi Yehuda come forward and say, you're wrong. So we said a question. Why would we go with the second set of witnesses over the first? So this is the basic first parak of Meseches Makis. There's a concept called Eid Zoymen. Eid Zoymen means that you could disprove. You see, the second set of witnesses, it's not that they're just disagreeing. Because if you have two people say one thing and then the two people say another thing, we're not going to go with one or the other. It's the second set of witnesses prove that the first set of witnesses were liars. It's not that just that they're attacking their story. They're saying, you're saying you saw her take captive Monday morning in New York. You were with us Monday morning in New York, and, you were, and, we, didn't, and we weren't there. We were not Monday morning, we were, we were in Idaho. Point is, the reason why we listened to the second set of witnesses is because the second set of witnesses didn't just have a different story. They disproved the first set of witnesses. Okay? So it's not eight echad at all, it's two eight. Or... Or another shot is, that the second set of witnesses, they disproved the story in another way. The first set of witnesses said that she was taken captive. The second set of witnesses say, we know she was taken captive, but she was, uh, she was uh, freed. What happened was, the Jews with, the, with Yanai's mother broke in, got her out, and put a slave in her place. So the captors didn't notice that the numbers were less. 
So the second set of witnesses explained to him, we know that she was taken captured, but she was saved also. So because the second set of witnesses acknowledge the first story, but clarify it, we're going to go with the second set of witnesses. Okay. Fine. Amarava, go to the next page. The Mossad did it. I'm saying, I don't know, it was the Jewish version of the Mossad. So now, okay, so now this next Gemara is long. It's a long proof. You gotta just like, at the end, we'll come back to this. Again, we're trying to prove, Rav is talking now, so Rav is trying to prove that an Eid Echad is nothing when it comes to Arayas. Now, Rav says, how do I know this? Now, we are going to go down a long rabbit hole of a very long brysa with back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then eventually we'll come back to this sugya. Okay, here's the concept. Okay, Mishnah goes like this. Am Rav Shimon, Maisa b'sgura shal diskim b'yavna, shaysemedis b'cheska shlema. Okay, you had a mikvah, you pick a mikvah in Queens, yeah? Chazaka, that it's full. It's been checked, the rabbi checked it, kosher, the rabbi checked it in the beginning of January, people have been using it, people have been using it, chazaka, that it's good, chazaka, that it's good. And then at some point, someone goes in, and he starts measuring, he starts measuring, and it's no longer good. So we don't know when that happened. So here's the problem, you hear what I'm saying? It was Chazaka, January 1st, checked, kosher. March 1st, the guy goes into the mikvah, and he looks around, and he's like, there's not a lot of water here. And they check, no longer kosher. The question is, what happened the last two months? Do we say the last two months, all the tahar, all the tumah that you put in there is tahar, and it was kosher until today, or do you say no? It's been possible for two months. Machleik is tanoim. What this has to do with Arayas, again, like I said, we'll come back to this at the very end of the Amid. Amrab Shimon, So Rav Tarfin has a very lenient view. Rav Tarfin says, All items that became tahar in the mikvah, the mikvah was kosher. You could assume it was kosher. It was kosher. So anything that was placed in the mikvah, you could assume was kosher. Rav Akiva Metama. It's the opposite of normal. Rav Tarfin is usually very strict and Rav Akiva is usually very lenient. But Rav Akiva says, no, everything is tamar. Okay. So why do they say what they say? Rav Tarfin says, it was checked. There's a chazaka that the mikvah was good. So you could assume that it was good until you're proven otherwise. So Rav Tarfin says, don't make it not good. It was good until proven otherwise. It had a chazaka that it was good. What is Rav Akiva's response? Because he's very strict. I'm Rav Akiva. Adam bezeh becheskas tamei uaymin. Misafik atabal atara al tatei misafik. Rav Akiva responds like this: You have a woman goes into the mikvah. Is she tahar or tamei when she before she goes into the mikvah? She's tamei. So you're saying, oh, there's a chazkas tahara that the mikvah was chazkas good, but the person going into it was chazkas tamei. You need to remove that tumah. You can't do it anymore. So if you look at it from the perspective of the mikvah, the mikvah was proven to be good, but the person going into it was proven to be bad. So, therefore, if Akiva says, if the guy going into it is a cheskas tamay, I don't have enough to remove that. Rav Tarvin says, the mikvah itself is a cheskas tara. I don't have enough to remove that. And they're, 
and they're banging each other's head. Okay, and they're banging into each other. So, Amr of Tarfin, Masha So basically, we have in other words, we don't know what happened. <laughs> there was a mess up. Rabbi we, is focusing on the person, Rabbi Tarfin was on the object. Correct. So, Amr of Tarfin. Rav Tarfin says, I think this is comparable to a Kayan who is bringing stuff on the Mizbeach. And you find out afterwards, ah, right? The same way you've been using this mikvah for months and then you find out afterwards the mikvah is, is, is no good. What happens if you have a Kayan that's been serving the base of English for months and they find out that his mom was a divorcee? It's, and it's not exactly the same. I know, it's not the same. But they say, he said, you find out the mom was a divorcee. What's the halacha? The halacha is, B'diyavid was fine. That's the halacha. If a person serves in the Beis HaMikdash, even though he shouldn't, but he finds out that his mom was a divorcee, so he's a halal, B'diyavid is fine. So if Tarifin says, so too over here, you found out the mikvah wasn't so good, B'diyavid is fine. It's, I, I, w- I, wouldn't, I would never think of these things as being comparisons, but that's if Tarifin's response. He says, Shavadazik Sheira, so too over here, the same applies to the mikvah. Right? Even though you now became known that the mikvah was Tameh, there was no good, you look bad, it's fine, but the evidence is fine. Well, yeah, no, he's got yeah, he's got to stop in the future. The point is, I mean, if you find out the Kayan's been serving the base, I make this for two months, and and then you find out afterwards, hey, his mom was a divorcee, but the evidence is fine. So over here, if out the mikvah was questionable, eh, but the evidence is fine. That's a retired from his approach. Rev Akiva says, You want to compare it to a Kayan? Okay. I'll play your game. I'm Rav Akiva. Let's say that same Kayan, instead of being a Chalal, you find out that he has a blemish. I don't know. You found out that uh, he's missing a, a limb. I don't, know, I don't know. Whatever. What's the Halacha? No good. Well, oh, you see? That you found that there was a problem? No good. Found that Mikvah's a problem? No good. Except the Halachas of a Kabbalah. Is it Ma'akev? Just the Halachas of Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Yeah, no, it's Ma'akiv. No, but it's Ma'akiv. Right? If the Kayan is a Balmum, everything he did was puzzle. That's the point. So, like, they're for some reason comparing it to Kahanim where you find out that there are problems. So, if the Kayan is a Chalal, Bidiyavid, it's fine, what he did. If the Kayan is a Balmum, Bidiyavid, no good. So, if Akiva says you want to compare it to that one, compare it to a Balmum and say everything he did in the past is puzzle. No good, you got to redo. Odpam. So it's over here. Everything done in the mikvah, Odpam. That's over here's point. Well, so, so it's like it's. Oh, so that. that uh, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So that's a good point, too. So the Gemara says, Amr of Tarifin. So if Tarifin responds, so if Tarifin says, listen, this is intellectual honesty. Rav Tarifin says, Ata demisa you're comparing this mikvah to a Kayan who is blemished. I'm comparing the mikvah to a kayan that turns out was his mom was a divorcee. Let's just figure out who's right. If it's more comparable, if this mikvah is more comparable to a kayan that's a chalal, we'll compare it to that. If it's more comparable, so basically we've summed it down to like this. Question the mikvah, the mikvah became puzzle. The question is what to do about the past. The Kayan turns out to be puzzle. The question is, what about the past? So there's two Kayanim. There's a Balmum, puzzle. There's, turns out he's a Chalal, Kosher, Bidi Evid. So which, just draw the line for the mikvah. Which one to which? So, the Kiba responds. Again, Balmum goes If the Kayan turned out to be a Balmum, everything he did in the past was puzzle. Right. So to the mikvah turned out to be blemished. Everything in the past was puzzle. So 
Or if you compare Rav Akiva, Rav Tarfin compares it to a Kayin that turns out to be a Cholo. Everything in the past is the Ebed Kosher. So to this mikvah is a problem. Everything will be Ebed Kosher. So which, which one do you compare it to? So, Hischa Rav Akiva Lodis. So Rav Akiva says, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I compare it to. Mikvah Psula Biochid. If a mikvah becomes puzzle, how many witnesses have to prove that a mikvah is puzzle? One. Right? If, if a rabbi goes in with a measuring and he proves that it's not the right size, it's puzzle. You don't need two witnesses. Single witness. Okay. How many witnesses do you need to disprove that a kayin has a blemish? One. You don't need two people to see he's missing an arm. One. So mikvah, puzzle with one. Blemish, puzzle with one. How many adim do you need to disprove that a kayin's mom was a divorcee? It's erva. Two. So to disprove the lineage of a kayin, you need two adim. <coughs> to disprove a kayin based on a balmum, you need one. To disprove a mikvah is one, one and one. So it's more comparable to being a balmum. By the way, this is the point of the sugya. That whatever the scenario is, that one aid is enough to disqualify a balmum of a kayin, but it's not enough to disqualify the lineage of a kayin to say that his mom was a divorcee. So that's why you need two? That's that, you need two for that, because it's arayas. That's why this sugya is being brought down. We'll come back to this. Okay. Another thing, Rav Akiva is going now. Rav Akiva is again, he, he feels that the mikvah is more comparable to a blemished kayin. First of all, you only need one witness by both. Keep going. You know what's also comparable? The mikvah is a problem in the mikvah itself. The balmum is a problem in the kayin itself. The ben grusha mechalutz is a problem with the kayin's mom. So I compare the mikvah to the, the problem in the mikvah is more comparable to a blemished kayin because it's a problem in the, in the subject itself. It's another reason why it's comparable. Amr Tarfin, Rif Tarfin said, you're right. Akiva, Akiva, anyone who separates from you is like separating from life itself. So now here's the question. What's the point of this entire story? The point of this entire Misa back and forth is that Rav Akiva said, to disqualify a kayin with a mum, you need one witness. To disqualify a kayin to say that he's a cholol, you need two. Okay, what's the case? We're saying right now that what works by a balmum does not work by a by a, a cholol. How many witnesses by a balmum? One. What's the case? So you come forward and say, I have a blemish. Am I agreeing with you? Am I fighting you? So I'm not fighting you because if I'm fighting you, right? If if you you say again, Eid Echad says that I have a blemish. What if I'm the kind? Am I agreeing with you? Am I shaisik? Am I fighting you? Now, if I'm fighting you, then why do we believe you? You say I have a balmum, and I say no, I don't. So it should cancel each other out. It must be I'm quiet, and it works. Shtika kaida, and you see shtika kaida works by a balmum, it does not work by a lineage. And therefore, that's proof that by a lineage to pasal kahuna, which is arayas, you need to. Clarification. Yeah. He's missing an arm. Well, not, that, that, no, that, that's obviously a big one. What if, uh, what if it's, uh, he has internal bleeding? I don't know. Like, uh, he, yeah, the doctor's, uh, the doctor's saying that he's missing, uh, uh, half of his liver is missing. I, I don't know. Whatever. There are internal movement. The, the, obviously, the, the hand would be pretty clear. The point is, so you're coming forward and saying that 
that, that I'm a Bamom, am I fighting you? Am I agreeing with you? I can't be fighting because if I'm fighting you, it should cancel each other out. It must be I'm agreeing with you because Shtika Kahida. And what do you see? The Eidech on Shtika Kahida works by a Mum. It does not work the Apostle from Kahuna because it's Arayas. And Arayas, you always need to. This is a proof to Rava that there's no such thing as an Eidech by Arayas. That's the proof. The Gemara says, Hi, Bamum, Shepsula Biachi, the case where you disqualify a Kayan with a Bamum, Hechidami. What's the case? If the Kayan contradicts the witness and says, No, I'm not blemish, then why do you believe the guy? It's one against one. They should cancel each other out. Ella Deshazik. It must be that the Eid Echad says you're blemished. And the Kayan himself says, Yeshazik, he's quiet. And you see that he, he's believing the guy. And what do you see? That Dafka works by a Balmum. And you see that doesn't work by a Ben Grusha Chalutza. Why? Because Eid Echad and Shtika is not enough by Arias. You need to. This is a proof to Rav. So Rav, uh, Abai responds. Abaya says, Abaya says that's not the case at all. The case is not in Eid Echad and Shaisik. The case is, you come to me, I'm the Kayin. You say, I have a blemish, and I say, no, I don't. And then, and then, so, and the halacha is, you're believed. But why? We cancel each other out. You want to know why? Because if I'm right, show me. It's not internal. It's taka, something you could see. The reason why that person is believed when the person, even if the person disagrees with him, is because that Eid Echad has something on him, which is, Evidence, show me. The Gemara says, Really, the Kayan is disagreeing with the witness, and still the witness is believed. So why is he believed? Because you say, if you're not blemished, take your shirt off. Take your shirt off. Right? You say that I'm, uh, not me, you say someone is, is missing a, a part of the body, uh, I don't know, missing a Batesim, whatever, I don't know. He's missing a part of the body, it's not a blemish. The Kayan disagrees. It's not, we thought the case was, we're looking for a proof of Eid Echad and Shtika Kahida. We thought that's the case by Abal Mum, which would not apply by uh, Ben Grusham and The answer is that's not the case. The case is where Eid Echad comes and the Kayan disagrees. He fights him. It's not related to Arsugi at all. So it's not Makasha. If you're telling me that I'm an Eid Echad, uh, that you, I'm a Mum, and I say, no, I'm not, what's the halacha? You're believed. Why are you believed? I'm fighting you. The answer is because you have uh, an ace up your sleeve, which is, if you're not blemished at all, why don't you show us? And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. Very shy. It's like, okay. So you have, that, that's the reason why you're believed. But it's not a case of Shtika Kaido at all. It's an Eid Echad fighting against Eid Echad, which works over there, but does not work by Arias, says Abaya, because they're fighting. But had it been Shaisik, it would work. In this case, by a blemish, by a blemish, yeah. Yes, in general, but but not here. Behind the tari, and this is what it means: mikvah psul beguve, ba'mum psul beguve, echiv ben grusha shepsulim acherim. Okay. Now, uh, before we get to the mission, let's just finish up the sukkah. We'll do very quickly. We'll do this, and then we'll do the mission, and then we'll stop. Uh, very very quickly. We said that if a Kayan serves in the Beis HaMikdash and then they find out that he had a mum, it's puzzle, Bidi Evid. But if you find out that he's a Chalal, Bidi Evid, it's fine. How do you know that? Some, just some. How do we know that that's true? The Gemara says, How do I know that if a Kayan is a Chalal? Again, a Chalal means that his mom was puzzle Kahuna and they had him. So the mom was a divorcee, they had him. He should not be serving in the Beis HaMikdash. But he did accidentally. The Halacha is Bidi Evid, Yotza, what he did. How do I know that? So the Gemara says, The Pasuk says, You, Aaron, 
there is kahuna for you and your children, all of your children, meaning even chalolim b'di'evet are your children. They're still kahanim. Bein zera kosher, bein zera posel. B'di'evet, they're your child, whether they're a good child, a bad child, they're still your child, meaning, so the pasuk is saying that you're still a kayan. Should you be serving the base of the snow? But b'di'evet, you're still a kayan. That's, How do you present He's not allowed to lechachila, but if it's b'di'evet, he's still a kayan. At the end of the day, he's still blood, a kayan, right? He's still from his dad's a kayan. You go by the, he's still a kayan. And the Pasuk says, All your children are going to be like you. Whether they're kosher or not, they're bidyeved, still considered. Um, to be comparable to the mikvah. This is, you, like, you can't use this as a raya for the mikvah. Well, I think that's what maybe. Oh. It's, it's its own. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. That's a good point. I have to check that out. Okay, it's a good kasha. So the Gemara continues. Avud Shmuel Amar, another source. Mehacha Baruch Hashem Chelo Upayudav Tirtse. Hashem says, bless his bless his belongings and his his karbanas. Chelo is even even like a chalo. Afilu chulin shebay tirtse. The pasuk saying even a chalo, even a kayan who's like a chal who's like Monday, meaning his mom's a divorce. Tirtse, I'll accept it. Hashem saying tirtse. Now I'll accept his karma. Another source of Yana Mehacha. The Pasuk says that you shall go to the kind who's in those days. The famous question. It's a famous kasha. You're going to go to the kind who lives in your times. I'm supposed to go to a kind who doesn't live in my times. What am I supposed to go to a kind from 300 years ago? What does it mean? It means, if he's a kind in your days, he's a kind. Meaning, the Gemara says, the Pasuk is saying, go to kind in your days. Even if he's not a kosher kayan, bidi eved. It's interesting. Um, the, again, you can't do a lechachila, but if he's the only one, that's a good question. Maybe from this from this makar, it, it seems to it. It seems to be that way. I'll have to try to check that out. The last one is that's only true for a, a kayan who's a chal. Let's say the kayan finds out he's blemished. We say bidi eved. Everything he did was puzzle. So, how do I know that if a kayan who's blemished served in the base HaMikdash, but the evidence is possible? Amr, Avida, Amr, Shmuel, Damar, Kra, the Pasuk says, Lachain, Amr, Hinani, Naisin, Lai, Esbrisi, Shalom. The Pasuk says that I give my covenant of peace to Klal Yisrael, to the kayan, Shalom. Shalom means peace. Without Avav, you know what Shalom is? Shalom, complete. A kayan has to be Shalom. A kayan cannot be uh, missing. He has to be Shalom. So the Pasuk says that I give the Kehanim, the covenant of peace, take out the Vav, and read it as, Shalem, the Kayan has to be complete. If the Kayan is a blemish, no good. Now let me ask you a question. The Gemara says, Ha-Shalem, but there's a Vav there. This is what we say. The answer is, Amar Nachman, Vav de Shalem Ketiehi. The Vav in the Torah, on this letter, there's a hole in it. It's cracked. So yeah, this, we mentioned, this mentioned that this, this is where, what parish is this? Is Pinchas? This is, this is Pinchas. So the last time I, I've had Balkaris sometime when they're learning, it's in the first Aliyah in Pinchas. The next time Pinchas comes around, look at the Sefer Torah. There is a crack in the letter Shalom in the Vav. There is a crack across. It's done on purpose because of this Gemara that it's written Shalom with a Vav, but we want to read it as Shalom. So the Sefer puts a crack in the Vav. So the the the, 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 the Balkaris. So 
I'm assuming that this is uh, this is a halacha mashmasina to write it such a way. So that's why uh, I, I was here though when, when I was not here. I was, I was a balkara once. Um, did not know that. He started getting very, very nervous, and he starts pointing, and I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. It's supposed to be like this. It's Allah HaMesh that that's how you're supposed to write it. Okay, let's just do the Mishnah, then we'll stop. The Mishnah now says the rules. The rules are, do you go by the mom, or do you go by the dad? So, it depends. If it's a complete holy marriage, no problem. Do you go by the mom, or do you go by the dad? So what's the halacha? You go by the dad. I'm not talking about whether you're Jewish. A regular marriage. Everyone's kosher, everyone's good. Yeah. You're, my dad's a Levi, but my mom's a, a Yisrael. Yes, you know. Am I a Levi or am I a Yisrael? You go by the dad. Right. So the Gemara says, Halach You go by the dad, whatever the dad is. Again, this is not regarding mamzer. This is, everyone's kosher. It's just, I'm trying to figure out, am I a Levi, Yisrael, or a Kayin? You go by the dad. You go by the dad. Okay, that's the first category. Let's go to the second category. Let's go to the second category, which is the Kedushin is typhus, meaning it's a marriage that there is an Avera involved, but the Bidyevid, it's a, it's a lav. So now who do I go by? So the answer is you don't go by the mom or the dad, you go by the problem. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Uh, your dad's a mamzer and your mom's not a mamzer, so they're not supposed to get married, but they did. It's a typhus. Am I a mamzer? The answer is yes. That's where my dad's a mamzer. What if, opposite case, my dad's kosher, my mom's a mamzer. I'm a mamzer. What if my dad's a mamzer? The answer is, you don't go by mom or dad. You go by the problem. If one of your parents are a problem, you're a problem. That, that's the rule. That's when there's a lav, but the kedushin is typhus. So the Gemara says, Havlad You just follow the blemish. Whatever the blemish is goes to the kid. Ve'ez is that, what's an example? Amon right? Amon the kids... Exactly. The, the, the Kayin Gadol, if they get divorced, he's back to being a Kayin. The kid's a Chol. Because he picks up the problem from the mom. Or, Gerusha Chalitza Kayin Hadiyat. Mamzer is in the sin of Yisrael, Basisol Mamzer in the sin. A Mamzer. If your dad's a Mamzer, you're a Mamzer. If your mom's a Mamzer, you're a Mamzer. You just go by the problem. Chomi She'en Oh, and that's, that's where the Kedushin is Typhus. Now, what if you have a marriage where the Kedushin is not Typhus? The Chomi She'en Love Kedushin. What if you have a woman who there's no Kedushin Typhus in this relationship, but there is Kedushin Typhus in another relationship? Meaning, a guy marries his mom. Now, his mom can marry other people, so she could have Kedushin Typhus with other people, but she cannot have Kedushin Typhus with her son. He marries a woman that she could have Kedushin with other people, but not in this union. In other words, it's Chayvi Krisus. What's the halacha? Mamzer. That's a mamzer. We pass him that a mamzer comes from a chavi krisis. By the way, except for nida. Nida is the only one we do not say is a mamzer. If a guy marries a nida, although it is chavi krisis, the child is not a mamzer. So we've had three categories, and the last category is what if you have a person that kedushin is not typhus ever? And that's a guy. Right? A chavi krisis is your mom marries, uh, someone marries his mom. So she can marry other people, Kedushin Taifas, she's Jewish. But for this union, there's no Kedushin Taifas. What about a guy? A guy can't marry anybody. So what's the halacha? You go by the mom. That if the mother's a guy, the child's a guy as well. Yeah? We'll stop it.